Hey, welcome to uh, Grove Unleashed, a brand new podcast. It's a fast-paced public policy podcast, a triple P's of uh, state government podcasting. Uh, great to be with you. I am State Representative Seth Grove. Joining me is Anders Toman. He works in my district office. So if you call the office and have issues, you're probably going to deal with uh, Anders or John. And uh, he's a young guy, enjoys this kind of stuff. So Anders, hey, say hello. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Anders. Shout out to all the constituents out there who uh only want to talk to me <laughs> right it's uh it's fun you know i started my career at district office uh and it's 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 unique because you get a perspective of what residents are care about uh mm-hmm. issues uh that they're seeing on a day-to-day basis and uh you never know what you're gonna get when you pick up the phone right i learned that very quickly yeah, yeah. you get, go from uh, what unemployment compensation to department of revenue stuff particularly this year with with tax forms help with property tax rent rebates uh i always found it enjoyable and rewarding to help people on an everyday Absolutely. basis i've done enough property tax rebates to to make my face turn blue but anything to get those seniors as much money as possible right good yeah. stuff so hey what are we talking about today anders i decided that today we should probably talk about redistricting since that is a thing that you've been tackling for almost a year i was hoping maybe you could tell us a little bit about this uh and maybe start from the beginning talk about what Fair Districts, PA, and other groups like that have been wanting with uh, for a redistricting process and how you answered that call. Governor yeah. Wolf, he, uh, he doesn't like a lot uh, that we do in, in the General Assembly. Actually, he goes out his way to not work with us, which is really sad. But hey, redistricting, right? So every 10 years, right, we get the census, and after the census is completed, uh, we have to reapportion congressional seats based on that. Unfortunately, this year, under the poor leadership of Governor Wolf, we're once again losing a congressional seat. That congressional seat is going to North Carolina. Shout out to my friend, uh, Representative Jason Sane. Uh, he's the Appropriations Chairman down there in the House Appropriations Committee, and he loves the fact when he steals our businesses, and now he's stealing our congressional seats. So congratulations to them. They're winning the economic battle of states, uh, and we, we are failing behind, and we need to do a better job, and hopefully we'll have a new governor that actually cares about improving the economy of Pennsylvania to keep jobs and people here. We had to get rid of a, a congressional person here in Pennsylvania. So we're going from 18 to 17. And, you know, it's it's probably the most partisan job uh, they can possibly have because all these national groups uh, are, are fighting for these congressional seats. And, you know, the majority of Congress, we have, what, 31 Democrats that are retiring from Congress this year. So they're like, seeing... Right, off a sinking ship. Right. Yeah. Um, so they're seeing this Republican wave coming through. And, you know, we're charged with trying to get maps done. And, you know, looking at it, you know, we have split government, right? We have Democrat Tom Wolf. We have a Republican majority in the House and Senate that gets conservative every more conservative every election cycle. How do we get a congressional map done that is so charged with this national political rhetoric? So we, we took a look at Wendy Thomas's bill. Representative Wendy Thomas from Bucks County, great woman, uh, House Bill 22. Uh, she worked with Fair Districts, which is this supposedly a nonpartisan group designed or goal is to get better congressional maps. But we know they're a Democrat front group and they're very happy with, with Democrat maps. You look at Illinois with these huge gerrymandering, like, the, like those thin lines, right? Those thin <laughs> lines that go for miles. They love, love those kind of maps to help Democrats, but they will always play against, uh, quote, Republican gerrymandered maps and so forth. So we, we know they're a Democrat front group, and they, they'll back Democrats over Republicans any day of the week. But 
I think they had some valid points of trying to bring some transparency and openness into the process, something we've never done. Ten years ago, I uh, sat on state, state government committee as a House member. We did three hearings and passed a map. It was eventually thrown out uh, by the courts in 2018. <laughs> Seven years later, right? Like, we, we got to do something different. So we sat down, looked at that bill, and said, what can we take from this bill and actually do? Because trial run, right? I don't want to put something in the statute that just doesn't work. So, you know, we hold hearings. We held eight hearings around the state, 13 in total. Uh, we selected a citizen's map. The citizen was Miss Amanda Holt, who actually sued Republicans on state maps. And there's Holt 1 and Holt 2 landmarks, Pennsylvania Supreme Court cases. This lady, I would say a congressional redistricting reform advocate. She, uh, you know, was appointed by Governor Wolf as part of his redistricting reform commission. Um, so she's a known entity amongst everyone. We selected her map because it met the constitutional guidelines, equal population deviation, and she really focused on not splitting all the way down to precinct level. It was a great map. Uh, did some minor adjustments in committee, put it on the Governor Wolf's desk. He vetoed it because it basically didn't do a Democrat gerrymander, even though it was a 9-8 map. Nine mm -hmm. Democrat seats, eight Republican seats. Uh, five of the total 17 were actually competitive seats, the most out of all the maps that were submitted. Now, it's really interesting. Before, go ahead. Before you go a little bit further, I would also like to throw in there that your map, or uh, Amanda Holt's map more specifically, received an overall grade of a B from the Prince and Gerrymandering Project with an A in competitiveness. Right. And the funny part about, if you look at the Gerrymandering Project, we got a mm -hmm. B because it's a quote, Republican advantage. Mm -hmm. And the thing these national groups kind of ignore is that natural political geography of Pennsylvania that's beneficial to Republicans. It was brought up in the court cases. And why is that? You have a concentration, heavy, heavy concentration of Democrat voters sitting in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. We're not winning those congressional seats. It's going to be Democrat seats in those areas. But the T, right, across the top, down the middle, Republicans are spread out in the, the rural suburban areas of Pennsylvania and generally in heavier concentrations-esque, which leads us to this natural political geography that will always benefit Republicans because where we live and where Democrats live, it's a reality. It's how it is. So the only way to for Democrats to win more seats than nine, and we ran the numbers. Uh, the Supreme Court ran the numbers in the 2018 lawsuit with their expertise, and they came to the same conclusion. Democrats can only win X number of seats if you're not deliberately going out of your way to gerrymander. Mm -hmm. In 2022, based on the 2020 census, which was completed and, and, and done in 2021, we know for a fact that that is nine seats. Democrats cannot win more than nine seats without doing partisan gerrymandering. And, you know, the Supreme Court took over this case. I don't know if you saw this article, but just recently, the Philadelphia Inquirer, two reporters I have a lot of respect with, uh, Jonathan Lai and Andrew Sedman out there, did this entire story about how the Supreme Court didn't want this case, right? They didn't want to pick a map. But I find it very ironic the way that kind of, and they left out some important information. Like, on January 13th, Politico, national, you know, political policy, reporting entity reported about how Democrats nationally were very upset at Mark Elias, who is a, a Democrat attorney who deals with all the national redistricting and election stuff. They were mad at, at the, the, his and, and kind of the, the Democrats' strategy in redistricting in Pennsylvania. You know, you have congressmen upset. There was a phone call, and they were really hammering them on what their strategy was. You know, you have a Commonwealth court judge that's doing 
substantial hearings, vetting evidence and facts of the case. And the Democrats saw this, oh, this is going badly for us. Mark Elias went to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and asked them, you know, this isn't going well for us. Can you please take over mm -hmm. this case? Which the Supreme Court has refused to do. Refused. They basically said, we are rejecting your requests to take over this case up until this point, because we realize it's going badly for Democrats. And you want to talk a little bit more about the maps going to the Commonwealth Court with Judge Patricia McCullough. Yeah, so she 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 was, the, the, the Commonwealth Court is the appellate court, so they make a ruling and then it can be appealed to the Supreme Court. Instead of the judge actually doing a ruling, the Supreme Court accepted the filing of Mark Elias and the National Democrat Party groups to take over the case. So they appointed Judge Patricia McCullough as a special master who would actually make a recommendation to the court. Uh, she did her job, over 200-page report, and basically said, here's all the maps, and I select the map that the General Assembly passed, House Bill 2146. And here's why. Spell it out. It's constitutional. Has five competitive districts. Had an open, transparent process. Had input from citizens. We had 399 comments after the preliminary map introduced by Miss Amanda Hope was out there. And we did adjustments based on comments from the general public. Mm -hmm. No other map went through that process, that open, transparent process that took into account in individuals. Uh, and, and no other map literally sat out there for, for over a month for public input. The whole process, you know, and we are a Republican General Assembly. That map is 9-8 is based on performance of, of past elections. You know, it's fair all the way around. So Judge McConnell sent this this report up to the general up to the Supreme Court. That's the, the thing of this. That's the evidence and facts, right? Mm -hmm. What are courts supposed to look at? What are they supposed to look at when you go to court and you have a judge sitting in front of you? What are they supposed to look at on their rulings? What do you think, Anders? Um, I would think that they should look at evidence from uh, somebody who doesn't even live in the state. Oh, wait a minute. That's what the Supreme Court did. Never mind. Right. Yeah. So you, 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 their job is to take the facts and the evidence of the case in front of them and yep. make a ruling. So you have that. 200, over 200 pages. They, they analyzed with the experts of all these court filings, of, of all these experts, and, and she came up with a conclusion. And this is what the courts are. Court said, mm -hmm. Judge McCullough, you are our special master. We're designating you to be our fact finder. Give us the facts and your best recommendation moving forward. And her exact quote of that fact was that the map passed by the General Assembly, quote, meets all the traditional criteria of the free and equal elections clause. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Right. Um, and, and what did the Supreme Court do? You know, they had their oral arguments and then they came back and picked the Carter plan. Mm -hmm. So what's the Carter plan? It is a plan uh, designed by National Democrats. It was designed by a Stanford professor from California who knows nothing about Pennsylvania, did not ask for input from Pennsylvania citizens, has no idea of our communities of interest, but it was the least change map. What does that mean? That means he designed a map based on the Supreme Court's draw in 2018 from another California professor who, again, didn't really know the, the communities of interest of, of Pennsylvania. I think it was mostly their egos. They thought they had a beautiful map in 2018, and how dare anybody else insult them 
and produce a map that is not that is different from what they did. Uh, and that was their big thing, least change, because it was perfect, right? Our map, Supreme yep. Court, our map was perfect. It was perfect. How dare you? How dare you, General Assembly and people of Pennsylvania, want anything else but our map? So they picked this Carter map, funded by Democrat group that their entire, if you look at their IRS 990 form, it literally says, our goal is to have Democrats elected through redistricting process. That is what the Supreme Court picked. My favorite part is during the oral arguments, the Supreme Court, many of the justices go, we didn't want this. We didn't want, we don't want to be here picking this map. Then why'd you take the case? You literally could have had your special master like literally the judge, the, the appellate court, pick a map and then you just reaffirm it as constitutional. That was something you could have done. You chose to take this case to pick a map. By the way, why did they? Because they knew they were going to lose because we did such an exceptional job in the General Assembly doing our job. And that's the really the, the crux of this. You know, to have the Supreme Court pick a national dark money group map. I mean, it's Democrat dark money. It is Eric Holder that is backing this stuff. And to say, you know, we're not partisan, we don't believe in politics. I mean, save it for someone that actually believes that crap. Talk about misinformation and Russian collusion. I mean, there's no real difference in it. So that's kind of where we're at. We have these congressional maps that the Supreme Court handpicked. It was four Democrats out of the seven judges. There were there were two Republicans, one Democrat that descended. Uh, we don't have an opinion yet because they came out with their order without an opinion. We are currently in federal court. We filed a, a briefing with Justice Alito. They are the required March 3rd. The Department of State's required to respond to that. Uh, and it basically says uh, the, the, the court picked an unconstitutional map. There's one little provision that is kind of very important in, in congressional maps, and that's one person, one vote, a deviation mm-hmm. of one person. The court picked a map with a deviation of two people. Blatantly unconstitutional. Talk about not doing your job. And that was in Patricia McCullough's, Judge McCullough's report. Cited it. Two-person deviation. Unconstitutional. Can't accept it. Doesn't get much simpler than that. No, it doesn't. So hopefully the Supreme Court will interact. Uh, The court case does a couple things. Number one says state courts do not have the jurisdiction to actually draw maps, which is a power specified in the U.S. Constitution derived through state legislators. Two, federal law with congressional districts specifically cites if a general assembly and a governor do not agree on a map and you do not have a map that has passed that legal legislative process you have 17 at large districts it even spells out how the districts are done if you if like so pennsylvania we've never had at large districts but you know it says if you don't have federal law if you don't have at large districts uh, they will follow the nomination process of of a governor so you have to get 2000 signatures 100 from each county to to get on the ballot of 17 at large and then finally it says with the selection of the Carter plan that the justices the majority of the justices the four democrat judges from Philadelphia and Allegheny counties decided to pick an unconstitutional map based on party deviation. So normally from what I've seen in these cases, the 
Supreme Court justices, Justice Alito, normally says, I'm not dealing with this, but he actually allowed it to move forward. So I'm, I'm anxious to see the outcome of this. I think it has landmark repercussions nationally. And I think it's a good thing for the, the federal judges to come back to these state courts and say, you can't draw maps anymore. You know, if, if, if the General Assembly and Judge Brobson, actually, Justice Brobson, he's new to the Supreme Court, actually brought this up in the oral arguments. If we as a court rule on these maps because the General Assembly and governor can't agree, how are they ever going to agree on a map moving forward? They could just punt to the, to the court every single time. And I think he has a valid point. And that's why it's critically important to, to, to get that 17 at-large ruling in there because that's going to put pressure on these entities to come in and say, we need to, to have a final conclusion. The General Assembly and governor need to exercise their constitutional legislative powers and come to conclusion in this, whether it's a, an, an override of the governor or he signs it into law, allows, whatever mechanism that is. You know, we can't have courts constantly drawing these maps because it's completely outside the purview of how the Constitution was derived, the founding principles of our entire democracy. Absolutely. And, you know, the fight is definitely not over yet. And the one thing that you are doing specifically with the state uh, legislative maps, if you want to touch on it a little bit, is House Bill 2207. I was wondering if you could touch on that just yeah. very, very quickly. Yeah, we have, there's two processes with redistricting in Pennsylvania. There's the uh, congressional redistricting, which is hap happens, normal legislative process, introduce a bill, General Assembly does it, governor signs yes or no, that process. State House and Senate maps also need reapportioned based on census every 10 years. We have a legislative reapportionment commission as part of the Constitution, which has specific benchmarks, timelines to complete their job. That process has played out, led to horrible racial gerrymander in these, these districts and a chairman who is completely over his head and has, has basically, as the person who is supposed to execute the constitutional timeline, has completely failed. The fact that he knew the timeline because it's spelled out in the Constitution. It's been there for a number of decades. Never anticipated the timeline and where we're at. Because of his failures to manage this process, we still don't have maps. Still don't have maps. Beginning of March, still don't have maps because he's been a failure. Massive Democrat gerrymander. As a matter of fact, the uh, House Minority Leader, Joanna McClinton, and a PA press club months ago, actually asked, they, they asked her, how are you going to get back in the majority? And she's, you know, started off with gerrymandering. Like, mm -hmm. this is the Democrat playbook to take back Pennsylvania. Not through the policies, not through advocating to voters that we best represent the views of the people. It is gerrymandering. Manipulating think, lines to their benefit. And I think that was very apparent uh, because of the Princeton gerrymandering project, the same one that gave your map an A in competitiveness and an overall grade of B, gave their map an F in competitiveness. Right. And they didn't even do the uh, score on partisan advantage. And it's, it's a real shame. The funny part is what people don't know is um, Chancellor Nordenberg, he's the Supreme Court nominee to mm -hmm. be the, the chair of this. He hired a map maker. That map maker works for the gerrymandering, Princeton gerrymandering project. So they actually had a different score for partisan advantage, and they changed it. They changed it. Nonprofit, good government group changed it. And you question, did he call his friends, who he still is being paid mm -hmm. for and works for, to say, we don't like this Democrat advantage, can you change it? Which, ironically, they also cite 
political the, the geography of Pennsylvania makes it very difficult to score House seats. But somehow they they did score it. They also scored Senate seats and they scored congressional seats. Yeah. So again, more more collusion, more manipulation, and it's a real shame. Well, hopefully this bill will get somewhere, and I think that takes us to fake news. Fake news. Fake news. That's not real, is it? It's a lie on a news network. Just so you guys know what this is, is going to be hopefully a reoccurring segment where I'm going to give Representative Grove a couple of headlines, and he needs to guess whether they are fake, such as uh, an article from The Onion or Babylon Bee, just a satirical site, or if it is an actual headline uh and we are going to start off with a what i think is a pretty easy one uh here's the headline slaughterhouse cow frets over personal contributions to climate change slaughterhouse cow frets over climate change policies his personal contributions his personal contributions i i hope that's fake news um unless we we have somebody that can speak cow um well you may think that it's from PETA, but it is actually from the onion uh that that is that is fake fake news fake news um okay here's the next one to fight aids we have to stop the spread of covid19 oh i the cdc that's actually from CNN. CNN. Yeah, All close right. enough. All yeah. right. <laughs> um, here's a good one. Uh, Ukraine invites Kyle Rittenhouse to guard their border. <laughs> I. He is really good at guarding. Yeah. Right. It, it, it would be so effective. I. I'm. I'm, I'm going to say fake news. That is from the Babylon Bee. That Babylon is. That Bee. is fake right. news. Yeah. Don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? Although so. I will give Ukraine credit. Uh, I don't really know what I don't think we all really know what's happening on the ground, but they are winning Absolutely. on the public PR front. They are decimating Russia, just everything they are doing. So kudos to a small nation overwhelming and surpassing a behemoth on the PR front. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You couldn't do much better than President Vladimir Zelensky's. An absolute genius, this right. man. Uh, that is from BuzzFeed. So almost fake news, but not quite. It, right. it is, it we'll could we'll be. say it's real. Yeah. It's right, right in between BuzzFeed. That's another one with Vox. It's kind of hard to tell sometimes, right. but yeah, we'll, we'll say it's real. Uh, next one is man donates to truck convoy under name Hunter Biden. So Washington Post won't dox him. I hope that's real. That's got to be real. You know, I'm sure that's had to have happened at least once, but that headline is actually from the Babylon Bee. Oh. It's but a lie. It gives me a great idea. So, right. Yeah. Everybody out there, you can uh, help it's the convoy. and now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Biden out there. Although, there, there's there's sometimes, I think there was a couple issues where Babylon Bee kind of had a story out there, and it half came true. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of like the Simpsons, right? Exactly. They are uh, time travelers. Right. There's no other way to explain right. it. Uh, next one, Nike releases new women's swimsuit with extra space for male genitalia. Wow. Um, Nike releases swims, women's swimsuit with extra area for male genitalia. As sad, I, I hope it's fake news. I really do. But something says this may be the new thing coming. You know, this may be another form of time travel, but as of right now, that's from the Babylon Bee. All so right. we'll we'll hope there's no time travel with this one. <laughs> see, that's the thing. That's that could be. I could see a, a woke company like Nike doing something like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. You never know. Right. All right. This is the last one. All right. We'll leave it off with this. 
The PA Supreme Court needs to stop acting as puppets for the DNC and as personal attorneys for lame duck governor Tom Wolf. I don't think that was ever a headline. I, I remember writing that in a letter to Governor Tom Wolf uh, or a press release or something, which I don't think ever became a, a headline. Um, that was actually from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> How'd that get in there? Well, <laughs> true story. Like, yeah. that stuff never makes the news, yeah. unfortunately. Well, hey, Anders, thank you so much. We are out of time. Thanks for listening in to Grove Unleashed, a uh, triple P podcast of uh, so having some fun, fast-paced action with talking about state government and public policy here in the Commonwealth and kind of internationally with, with a lot of discussion with new Ukraine these days. I uh, really appreciate Anders, you're you spending time with us today and you can catch this uh, podcast out on uh, www.repgrove.com slash my podcasts and that's plurals podcasts. If you miss the S you're going to probably go to some other site um, that you don't want to go to. Appreciate it and we'll catch you on uh, the next uh, podcast of Grove Unleashed. Yeah.